We are live in the Rich Hill area. So, how is everybody doing? Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We are now in December, and we have officially adopted two families in the Bates County area. I have done a couple live videos on on Facebook at Muscle Brigade on Facebook. And got a lot of good comments and suggestions on, um, you know, what's expected. Uh, we went through the Bates County Toys for Tykes because I haven't been back long enough to actually be around, to, and I waited too long, but be around to know how to do this. So next year, I'm probably going to start it around October. Uh, for donations and um, toys and stuff like that. And we will do our own Muscle Brigade toy drive with the old barn print shop. Um, so that way we can kind of do what we want to do. And the, the families that are adopted, I will get with them and, you know, see if it's okay if we do like a little caravan to their house and drop off toys before um, Christmas, um, <clears throat> and you know, I, uh, I do like the fact that the Toys for Tykes, you don't have to wrap anything, you just donate the toys, gift cards, whatever, clothes, whatever, and, um, they do ask that you provide a, uh, some wrapping paper, just for, because they want the parents to wrap the presents, which I do like that. Um, but maybe that's something, you know, I, I can ask the parents, like, hey, do you want us to wrap them or unwrapped? Um, you know, whichever way is fine. This is totally you. We're just here to help. Just a small token of uh, giving back to the community. Um I'm a firm believer on, you know, giving back to the community, uh, making the community stronger, togetherness, and, uh, you know, everything else kind of falls into place um, with, you know, the city, the school district, um, and everybody working as one. Does that mean that it's going to be easy? No. No, as you all know, life is not easy. Nothing in life is easy. But we make the best out of what we get, right? So even if you disagree with something that the city's doing, um, you may or may not have all the information because some information they may not be able to tell the public. And I get that. But, you know, on a citizen level, you need to be able to understand, like, okay, well, they have the best interest of the town in their sight you would you would hope that and i don't <clears throat> i don't believe that anybody on the board for the city or um the mayor or anybody like that is trying to sabotage this town i believe that everybody that is on the uh the board and on uh or as of the mayor um they have done 
anything and everything they can to make this a better town. Um, and does that mean they're going to get a lot of pushback and a lot of people griping? Yes. And I think, I think all of them understand that and know that, you know, it's with anything. Um, you're all, you can't please everybody. And I think that's the, the big thing is that they know that they can't please everybody. Uh, but this is something that we have to do and we have to do it now. Um, and yes, it's going to irritate or make a couple people mad or, you know, uh, four or five people mad or half the town mad. Um, and it happens. Um, but then you also have to look at it as those people complaining, have they ever ran for office? You know, if you're going to be that one that is just a habitual complainer and all you do is complain, then get on the board and make some changes if you think they're doing that bad of a job. But you would rather sit behind a computer and talk to your little friends or other people in the community and gripe about this board member or that board member or the mayor or the city workers. And I don't see you out there trying to help the community. Um, I, I told the board that I am here in whatever fashion they need me. If that means that we have to go dig a ditch and we're doing it old school and picks and shovels, let me know. I'll be the first one out there. Well, probably not the first one. I'm assuming the city council and, and the mayor would be, and the city workers would be some of the first people out there. But as a citizen in this community, if that means that we're going to save some money and I have to spend a couple hours here, a couple hours there and dig some ditches and we're saving them money and it's going to get done and it's going to get done right, then I'm all for it. You know, I will volunteer my time for that. <clears throat> but gee, not everybody has the same mindset that I have. It's, uh, I guess you could say it's very unique. But, I mean, what do I know? I'm just getting back. Because, um, <clears throat> you know, I keep saying that I'm just getting back. I've been back for a little over a year now in, in my hometown. And we just closed on a house in September and we're trying to get that together uh, and get uh, all of our stuff, which we have probably about 90, 95% of our stuff in there. Um, and we, we feel like we're, we're finally part of the community because um, we were missing that, you know, a place that we called home. Now we have a home. So now it's time to go to work. Um, as I finish my degree, I am still going to be active in the community as much as I can, um, as long as it doesn't interfere with my kids' school, uh, school activities. And, you know, I'll be a active participant in the community. Um, I'll be an active participant at the school. Some of the teachers know that, you know, if they need something, they can... They can reach out and I'll, I'll do what I can um, to help them out, um, whether it's cooking, cooking some taco meat or, you know, cooking some food, volunteering my time to cook some food or volunteering my time to uh, 
do something else. Um, I'm I'm all for it because um, I look at the I look at city council and I look at the school board and and the the school and the city to me are one. Um, the city has to be able to get this place looking good to where people want to come in, um, want to come in to visit or want to come in to put a business. And, you know, the school's kind of in the same fashion. We have to have a good school system, um, grade-wise, sports-wise. Uh, I say grade-wise, but I mean academic, academically, um, sports-wise, uh, choir-wise, band-wise, and it is, it all folds into one, I believe, because uh, once you, once you can get the community behind you at, on a city level, and they're behind you on a school level, that just brings togetherness. Um, I haven't, you know, there used to be, you know, pride being from this small town of Rich Hill, I haven't really seen that since I got back. And I was talking to an individual and that's what I told him. I, I was like, you know, there's no, there's no rich old pride. There's no tiger pride. When I say tiger pride, I'm talking about the school. Rich old pride being from Rich Hill City Pride. Um, there's no togetherness in the community. I don't know how many forums I've been on that the first thing they post is negative. And I'm not, I'm not saying you can't talk negative about issues or people or this, that, and the other, but what is, what is your solution to the issue that you have? Like you're bringing me a problem, but what's your, what's your solution? Maybe you don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe... Half the people in Rich Hill don't know, but maybe there's three or four people that have an idea that we can fix this. So let it be known if you have an issue, but don't belittle the the town of Rich Hill or the Bates County town. Um, you know, they had issues with, and this is going to be a Bates, uh, I guess, a Rich Hill talk. You know, when I first got back, it was, they were talking about the mayor. The mayor, the mayor got his uh, street done. And I said, well, I don't know where the mayor lives. I said, huh. So then, you know, I, I was thinking and I was like, okay. I said, well, what is, what is your issue with the mayor? Well, he had, he has his street paved. I said, I don't know where the mayor lives, but if you're talking about this street right here, that's the street that connects the, to the school. I said, you want that street to be, if not the best street in town, one of the best streets in town. Because you've got traffic going in and out every day. Plus, you have other towns driving through or driving on that road to get to the school. So you would want them to be like, oh man, this is a nice road. Not hitting every manhole pothole known to Bates County while they're going to school. 
for a volleyball game or tournament or a basketball game. You know, I didn't I didn't understand that. And then I started asking around. I was like, well, I was like, who's who's the guy that lives over here? And somebody said, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. I said, well, who lives here? Well, that's blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. I said, well, where does the mayor live? I said, and they said, oh, you're talking about the mayor now? I said, yes. Oh, he live over here. I said, that's like a mile from the school. I said, I've, I've driven down his road. That road sucks. And they're like, yeah. I said, so what are they talking about? The mayor had his street paved and some of the people on city council had their street paved. And so then they told me that one of the old mayors um, got his street paved. And he went about it the wrong way. I said, okay. I said, well, that's that mayor. You can't compare that mayor to this mayor. I said, you know, nobody's perfect. But you guys are sitting here behind your computers and phones and laptops and tablets and iPads and whatever else you use. Like, everything you do is perfect. Nothing in this world is perfect. Nothing. Because when you start getting in that realm of being perfect, you are in that realm of classifying yourself with the man that we know as Jesus. And that's why I, I'll tell you this. So most of you know I'm not the most religious person around and I'm trying to do better. I always try to do the right thing. And I know I need to do better on my religious views, on reading the Bible and, and getting myself into church and my family into church. And that's something that um, I started to take the step forward and, um, you know, COVID hit and now we're, we're just, we're kind of waiting. I have always viewed that being perfect you are a 10 out of 10, right? You get 10 pitches thrown, and all 10 pitches, you hit home runs. And you or, you know, your friends or somebody else is like, man, that was a perfect at-bat. You had 10 pitches, you hit 10 home runs. Even if you go 10 for 10, it's not perfect. There's somewhere that you can critique whether it be you dropped your shoulder or you were a little late on on the third home run. Um, you know, the, the fifth home run didn't go as far as uh, the first home run. Um, you stepped wrong on the eighth home run. Uh, you were too early on the ninth home run. And on the tenth home run, uh, you know, you took your eyes off the ball. What, whatever it may be, nothing you do or nothing that somebody else does, and nothing in this world is perfect. Because if you're perfect, then you're up there with Jesus. Jesus is about as perfect, and probably is perfect, from what I know about him and the Bible and um, God, 
is that you is he's about as perfect as you can get if he's not perfect. So don't tell me that you hit 10 home runs and you're perfect. No, you're not. You are average. Everybody's average. Jesus and God are perfect. That's what I do know about the Bible. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop, stop talking about Jesus and God and, uh, <coughs> and, and the religious stuff. Um, I am going to try to have a, a episode here and there where we just strictly talk about um, the Bible and Jesus, um, my views and you know, what I interpret from the Bible and whatnot. But right now we're talking about Bates County or we're talking about Rich Hill and the businesses in, in Rich Hill, um, which are very few and far between. So that's something that needs to come up. I do have some ideas, um, you know, being in different towns, some small towns in Missouri, some uh, big towns in Missouri, some big towns elsewhere. Um, and some of them, you know, just being on post at uh, throughout my military career, being on post can kind of uh, give us some ideas on what to do with um, the town. Um, I, I think everybody knows and everybody can agree that we need to, uh, we need to start somewhere and cleaning up the town. Where is that somewhere? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been around. Um, I don't know what the legal action is for the city. I know I've talked to a couple board members, and they said it's hard to um, write citations. I think that's what they call them. Write citations for eyesores in uh, in Rich Hill. Cause it gets pushed up to Bates County. And then I think they said one building had, oh, 50, 53 or 54 citations. And it got basically all bundled into one. And I don't necessarily think that's the way it should be. I think it should be, um, hey, I'm writing you a citation. You have X amount of days to fix it. And if you don't, then we'll write you another one. And, you know, it. It's like a ticket. Like you get a speeding ticket or a parking ticket and they just start accumulating. Yeah, he's going to I'm sure the judge is going to drop some of them or, you know, combine as many as he can. Um, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't just drop down to one. I don't know. Who knows? But a beautiful day out today. Uh so you might want to get out and uh view the weather before we get this snow or wintery mix coming in, I think, tonight. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Anything else on local news? Uh, I'm not sure about local. We could talk about COVID, and I just got a notification last night. I did not read it, but it's something that I had already stated in my last COVID talk about what problems are coming from some of the students in inside the school when we go to virtual 
classes, online classes. Um, and that, that doesn't mean that the students are struggling in school right now. That could be the kids that are straight A students. Now they go to virtual and now they're having issues. And I, and I thought to myself, oh, I need to read that. And I didn't, I got busy, forgot about it. Um, so I, I need to read that and uh, see what, you know, the news says about this online training for uh, younger kids and middle kids and junior high kids, high school kids. Um, so I just thought that was unique and I thought I'd throw that in there, uh, that we had talked about it and now the news is coming out saying, Hey, it's the studies being done that it's affecting these kids that are going to online classes. So what are the, what about the ones that are actually struggling face to face and now you put them into a online environment? Are they going to be there? Are they not going to understand? Um, you know, it's something, not just our school, but something that every school needs to take into account. Um, and, you know, in the military, it's like, well, if I look at it in, at a military aspect, you sacrifice one for the many. Um, but can you do that in this case? Because in 10 years, these are going to be the people that are out getting jobs. These are going to be the people that are out in college um, or going through a trade school to be productive members of society. I mean, that's that's how you have to look at it. Um, so I haven't had any big issues here with Rich Hill and the way they've been doing things. Um, I think I think they've been doing a, a pretty superb job on keeping everything at bay. Um, I know some people question it. I've had some people reach out like, well, we don't have school on Monday and Tuesday. Why are we doing extracurriculars? And, you know, I responded with, well, I think that they closed Monday and Tuesday because of staff and teachers, faculty, administration, uh, whatever, however they, they use that school terminology. It was because of that they shut down school and they went virtual, so they're still in school, and that's why they're doing the extracurricular. I said, but, I mean, I don't, I don't have the answer to that. That's just me speculating. Do I have an issue with it? Not, not necessarily. I mean, I do know people that have an issue if we're not in school, that there shouldn't be any um, sports or extracurriculars. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. Um, and I'll tell you why. I think I already covered it in the last one. You got, you got kids that, you know, they go to school for their extracurricular. As sad as it may be, I'm all for that. I've got them in school. Let them learn a little bit while they're in there. And then they can go do their extracurricular. So, <clears throat> I was one of those kids. I think I told you that in the last talk. I was that kid that went to school for extracurricular. As sad as it may be. And now, now I'm the parent that says, it's education 
before sports to my kids. My kids know they don't bring a D home because they bring a D home, they ain't playing. And I've told the coaches that. Uh, I talked to one last year when my son was playing basketball. I said, hey, this is the deal. I said, I haven't checked his grades yet, but, you know, if he brings me home a D, I know that um, I think the ritual policy was if you bring home a D, you can still play, but you have to get tutoring, uh, after school tutoring or something. I said, no. I said, he will not play. I said, I will show up at practice and we will be doing homework at practice. And at the game, we will be behind the bench and we will be doing homework behind the bench. And uh, the coach laughed, and well, both coaches laughed, and said, hey, it's your son, and I'm going to respect your wishes. If that's what you say, you know, that's what I'm, I'm going to abide by. I said, yes, because education before sports. Um, and that's my mentality. And that's something that, that I would even push if, if I was a coach. Like, hey, I don't care if you have a, a D on Tuesday and on Thursday, it's a C. Great card came out Tuesday. You had a D. You're not playing on Friday. Like, we're not holding the kids accountable. We're letting them get away with a little bit, and they take a little bit more. Um, you know, are they going to be mad? Maybe. Are they going to quit? Maybe. But that's where you as a coach need to sit them down and talk to them and be like, hey, I need you on the team. I need you to, the the effort that you give me in practice, I need you to put that effort into science, if that's the class that they have a struggling grade with. And, you know, the kid might still be mad and be like, well, you know, Missouri says I can play with the D. Great. Misha states that I can play with Great. My coaching says you can't. And you knew that when you, you came in to, to play for me. Like, I am going to push education because what are the odds of you getting a scholarship to go play football or basketball or volleyball or soccer? Probably not very good around here. Not yet. Is that something that we could work on to make better? Absolutely. But then what are the questions that the recruiters are going to ask our uh, when they come and visit you, hey, how are your grades? Oh, I got, I got an A in PE. I got a B in math. I got a, the rest of C's and I got one D. You know that just that tells them that that you're not trying when you got that D. Any coach. This is what this is what I tell people because a lot of people are like you don't want to coach. Like there's not there's no money in coach. I say coaches don't do it for the money. Not at the the junior high level, not at the high school level. We don't do it for the money. Maybe at the college level. But even then I don't see myself if I were to ever get into the college level. I don't ever see myself doing it for the money. Because now you're taking a group of young men and you're still trying to mold them. Some of them are gonna be talented enough to make it to the NFL. Some of them are not. Or some of them are and they're going to make the right, uh, the wrong choices. But that's where you as a coach are there as a figurehead to pave the path 
to put them on the right direction. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense or not. I hope it makes sense. But I don't know if it does. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start wrapping up here. You know, um, a coach should be brought in for his talent. For the way he wins or the way he loses. Um, and that, that should be it. Parents don't have to like him. Players don't have to like him. If he's winning, hey, you're good in my book. If he's losing, but he's teaching fundamentals and life lessons and more than just the sport that he's coaching or she's coaching, then I would probably stick with him for a couple more years. And you're like, well, why if he's losing? And I'm going to tell you why real quick as I'm wrapping up. Because that losing record could easily be turned around in the next year or two just by getting, let's say, the sophomores on board and now they're seniors and then it trickles down into the juniors and the sophomores and the freshmen. And then you collectively start winning as a team because of what your coaches instilled. Just a crazy thought. I don't know. Something to think about. Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I'll do a podcast tomorrow. Don't know what it'll be about. I'm just kind of flinging it, you know, as this is, I think, number six. Just kind of flinging it for now. I hope you guys enjoy. I'm going to uh, get in the gym and uh, do my thing in the gym. All right, I'm out.